Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome into the most must-listen podcast in the world. This is the Full Coverage Football Show. We are live here tonight. It's a beautiful night here in the city by the shores of Lake Erie. You can check us out if you like this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, and Pocket Cast. Basically, anywhere you can find a podcast, you will find us. My name is Jeremy Somerville. You can follow me on Twitter at SomervilleCLE. Shortly, I will be joined by my tag team partner, the star of the show, the man who, if you want to make money, you listen to this podcast and you listen to his wagers because Ward's wagers will make you some money. That is the man, Drew Ward. You can follow him on Twitter. Are you ready? Write this down because you're going to need to. At Ward, 296-729-85. Tonight, we are going to talk our top 10 QBs in the NFL right now. We're going to do game picks. we got eight games for you tonight, five in the NFL, three in NCAA. And then, we're going to finish the show off with Ward's Wagers. Like I said, if you want to win money, that's where you're going to win money. And right now, we're going to bring on the man himself, Mr. Drew Ward. What's happening, brother? How you doing, man? Doing well. You watching this Thursday night game? I am. I am. I, uh, I, Case Keenum's actually been all right. I mean, it's early, but both these quarterbacks come into this game. They're like, we want to prove to the other team they made a mistake with the other guy. Well, I think the Ohio State McLaurin kid's actually pretty damn good. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. So, yeah. I hate he was games. he was a damn good player at Ohio State, but he just never seemed to break the starting lineup. That just that's how deep Ohio State's been lately. This kid comes a, in the league, gets put on a roster, and it's like, hey, I'm gonna show yeah. you what I can do now. Right, I he, because uh, like uh, like they were saying on the broadcast, he seems to be a more mature of a route runner than you would think, especially for being a four three five guy. You know, mm-hmm. he's a quick. Um, so, but he's fun to watch. I mean. And and I could watch Dalvin Cook all day long. So, yeah, Dalvin Cook's good guy to see healthy finally. Let's hope he stays that way. So, we're watching this game. We got Case Keenum and Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins leading the league in passer rating right now, I believe. Yards per attempt. Kirk Cousins so, in your top ten quarterbacks right now in the league. Well, no, and it's pretty easy when you play the Lions. When you play the Lions defense, it's easy to pad those stats up. Um, no, and you, that's absurd if he's in anybody's top ten. Um, no. How about you, buddy? Is he in yours? No, Kirk Cousins, I don't think he's in my top 15 quarterbacks right now. I mm. actually, at this point... Lots of good things happening for my fantasy team right now, not to interrupt you, but that was like Stephon Diggs for 40. <laughs> As usual, you are living in the future, my friend, so I'm waiting to see that play, and I can't wait. Yeah, I look forward to it. Because I just saw the Delvin Cook dump off there. Oh, yeah. A bit behind. Man, I'm in the future, everybody. I should be I should be rich. <laughs> That's why, like I started the show off with, I said, listen to Ward's wagers. He will kill it. If you want to make money, listen to the man. It's because he's living in the damn future. Right. We're hot too. We you know, we're we're we've we've been doing nice things as far as uh, you know, we're eight and four this year. Can't, Can't go wrong that. with that. Hell no. That's, yeah, that's, that's a funny line in your pocket. Absolutely. Oh, this is a nice play. Nice seeing yeah, you the slant. Yeah. Thanks. It was it's fun. Like, do I get do I get double fantasy points because it happened twice? Absolutely, that's double. <laughs> I will uh, I will send a message to CBS or ESPN. I don't know what league you got him in, but 
I will make sure I send a message out there and be like, listen, this is Jeremy from the Full Coverage Football Show. Give my boy double points because he called it in the future and we saw it twice. I need it. All right. So let's get into this. Let's get into this. And uh, let's go. Who do you have at number 10 on your top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL right now? <laughs> Matthew Stafford. Matt Stafford. Okay. I would have had Matt Stafford at 11, but I like that. Is that a yeah, homer think... pick or is this a real pick? No, no. You know me. I, uh, I've been one to crap on Matt Stafford. So uh, I, I try to be as realistic as possible. I think Matt Stafford's played really well this year. I agree um, with that statement. We're looking at the league right now. And I mean, trust me, last year, Matt Stafford wouldn't have sniffed my top 10. He would have been more around the 15 to 16 range. I just think he's had a really nice year so far. Uh, so I'd slot him in at 10. Okay. Who you got at number nine? Um, <clears throat> Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Okay. Yep. And listen, the Philadelphia Eagles are banged up. We've talked about this. Um, they, and I don't know if they're ever going to get healthy. I think, I think them missing Deshaun Jackson is tough for the simple fact that they really don't have anybody to stretch the field anymore. Um, it's hurt him, but I still think he's he's a top ten quarterback. Not coming, excuse me, coming into this year, I would have thought he'd be around six or seven, mm-hmm. but I have him at nine. All right, he's also in my top ten. I won't tell you where just yet. And who's the number eight? Philip Rivers. I mean, Philip Rivers has to be in in your top ten as well. Philip Rivers is, uh, I mean, he just gets it done, right? He's been fantastic forever. He has, and it feels like he's always got hurt players around him, but he is the one constant on that San Diego slash L.A. slash soccer field playing Chargers football team. All right, and who's at number seven? Uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. Listen, you know, it's hard for me to where to put Ben because, you know, when we saw Ben this year, let's be honest, he kind of looked like shit. Mm -hmm. Um, I know it was really – but. But we've seen Ben throughout the years, um, and I, you would have to think Ben would have righted the ship. He, you know, he's just that good of a quarterback. Um, I, I still think he has a spot in the top ten, um, and and so I'd put him at, in at seven. All right. So before we get into your top six, I'll give you my ten to seven because yes. I feel like our top six guys are going to be the same. It just depends on what order we're going to put them in. <laughs> so sitting here at number ten, I have our boy here, Carson Wentz. Okay. Wentz, I also agreed that I thought he should be higher, and I thought about putting Matt Ryan here. I thought about putting Matt, Matt Stafford here. But I'm going to put those guys at 11 and 12. And as I, I was looking at it, I kept moving it backwards, and I was looking at it, and I'm like, who else could I fit in? And there's no one. I think Carson Wentz deserves to be in the top 10. He'll figure things out. I think Philly will still figure things out. I'm high on that team still. But then I went to my number nine guy, and I'm like, who, who could I put at number nine? I'm like, Wentz is playing good, and this is my number nine guy. When I made this list, I'm like, there's no way. I can't believe I put this guy here. And no, it's not Lamar Jackson. I hope you're not thinking that. Uh, I was like, uh, I think I put Lamar Jackson in top 15 as far as guys playing the position. Oh, uh, without a doubt. Absolutely, I would have. I mean, if we're going true quarterback, I don't think he makes it. But if we're going guys playing that position, he's there because he wins football games. Sure. But I stayed in the NFC East – Oh, and Dak? I put Dak Prescott as my number nine quarterback. I, I can't argue. I think right now there's not a lot of guys playing better for their football team. Even when he struggles, when he's got to do things on his own, and I give him shit for that. 
for what he's doing right now, he's putting up solid numbers, and he's keeping the Cowboys in football games, even on the games he struggles. And number eight, I agree with you, Philip Rivers. And number seven, also agree with you, Ben Roethlisberger. So let's move into our top six. Who is your number six quarterback in the NFL right now? Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Yeah. Drew, big, is that Drew all the way down at six because we haven't seen him in a few weeks? No. Or are your top five guys just that much better than him? Uh, they're not that much better. Okay. So so I think between number six and number five on this list is is you, you flip a coin. Um, listen, when Drew Brees plays, he's fantastic, right? He's, he's phenomenal. He hasn't missed a beat. Um, but but I, I think he, I look at the five guys in my top five, and I'm, I, I feel like those, those are the right five guys. With all due respect to Drew Brees, I mean – Teddy Bridgewater's come in. Teddy Bridgewater's kept that team not not only afloat, but he's he's running away with things. Yes. Um, not to say Breeze. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Breeze is some sort of a system quarterback by any means, Hall of Famer. Um, but at this point of his career, I think he's at number six. But he could easily been in at number five. It was something I kind of waffled back and forth with. Now, for me, my four, five, and six, I went back and forth on those guys. At number six for me is Deshaun Watson. And I thought maybe he's a top five guy at this point, but I had to put Breeze above him because I feel like Breeze right now, if I had to win one game, I would take Drew Breeze, a healthy Drew Breeze, over Deshaun Watson. At number I mean, I don't blame you. I mean, it's like I said, it's just difficult. Oh, it's, it's super difficult. I mean, I feel like we're going to have the same top six guys, but it's just depend- – like you said, it's going to be depending on what order you feel, in your opinion, is going to be where they fit. So, at number five, I went back and forth on this three times. I wanted to put him higher, but because of the same reason that I put Watson at six, I put Russell Wilson at number five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, that one, I feel like you're going to have Russ higher than that, way higher yes. than that almost. Yep, that's, that's a, yep I am, but – I mean, listen, top five is, is like we said, we're going to have the same guys here because I think I think the five guys that are in the top five, I think after number six, I think that the top six guys are a big, big, big tier above mm-hmm. uh, the guys starting with with Ben now and Wentz and Phil and, and those guys. I think that top six is pretty solidified. So, I mean, you could have these guys really anywhere, and mm-hmm. I can't say you're right or wrong. Um, but that's interesting that you have Russ at at five. And who do you have at number five right now? Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Um, I think this kid's fantastic. Um, he's, he's so fun to watch and they're, he's getting better and better And the kids, the kids hard, you know, he's, he's hard nosed. Look at what the kid went through last year, taking a bus to games because he couldn't fly because of his lung being punctured and whatnot. I mean, crazy stuff. I mean, this is Deshaun Watson. This is a kid that came in the NFL and people doubted him. After everything he did in college, there were people exactly. like my dumb ass. I doubted him and I said Trubisky might be better. And I looked like a fucking idiot because of it. But, I mean, Deshaun just goes out there and wins football games. And some weeks he puts up incredible stats. Other weeks he doesn't need to put up stats. That's what makes him a top five or six quarterback. That's absolutely a great spot for him. He wins. All right, so number four, we're up to our fourth quarterback. Who you got? Uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady uh, at number four. Yep. 
Yo, the, the goat. Yeah, oh, absolutely the goat. You know, without a doubt. Um, New England's offense hasn't been that good. You know, everybody that you know sees that they're undefeated. You watch the games. I mean, don't get me wrong. New England, it's, it's not like Bengals offense, but it's not been a fine-tooled machine, which is why they went and got Sanu. Mm-hmm. Going on with Josh Gordon, clearly. I just think, you know, right now, Brady, of course, he's the goat. But if we're if we're talking about who's the the top five right now, I I just think that that's the spot for Brady. Um, I think they're gonna go make a deep run again, but I don't think he's the best quarterback in the league right now. I will agree with you that he is not the best quarterback in the league, but I do have him higher than number four. And number four for me was Drew Brees. I feel that's a good spot for Drew Brees. I think outside of the top three that I have, Drew Brees was the closest guy to making it into that top three. Look at Case Keenum. Case Keenum's throwing the football down the field tonight. That's kind of nice to see. Yeah, he is. And uh, it, it, it's weird because, man, I'll tell you what. If if the, the Redskins come on the road and give the Vikings a fit, that tells me my football team sucks. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about it. it. That would that would make me more upset than I already am after a week of weird things happening. Oh my gosh, Case Keenum! I know I'm in the future. Keep watching. He's just slinging it back there. All right. So yeah, um, Tom Brady, number four, great quarterback, not the best. And for me, Drew Brees, top four. He's Good. up there. He's a hell of a player. I'm gonna keep him top four though, not any higher than that. So who's your number three guy, man? Russell Wilson. Russ, all the way up to number three, and I had him yeah, like five in. And, and listen, I uh, he 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 was you know potentially going to be higher on my list. I think Russell Wilson's that good. Um, Russell Wilson also also not working. I mean, I know Tyler Lockett's a good player, but let's not act like Russell Wilson's dealing with the you know a lot of great things right now. That you know that team runs the ball well, um, but. He's always made do with what he has. He's elusive, but never gets hit. You know what I mean? He, uh, I just love watching him play, and I think he's. I, I, I mean, I'm. He's number. You could argue he's the best quarterback in the league. I'm not going to make that argument. I'm going to put him in number three. For me, he was at number five, and number three would have worked too. Because right now, if I'm giving the MVP out, and we're almost midway through the season. If I'm giving the MVP out, I think he's the MVP. And, yeah, he struggled last week. It was the first game he struggled. Through his first interception of the year. You got Adrian Peterson making plays now all of a sudden. Yeah, but trying I not know. to pay attention to this. But, yeah, I can totally see where Russ should be a top three quarterback. He barely fell outside. Like, four and five for me with Breeze and Russ, that was tough. I wanted Watson. This is where it got hard. Like we said, the top six is where it gets difficult. But for me, the number three quarterback in the league right now, Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Yeah, and that's fair. I had I had Russ there for a second. I'm like, no, I got to move him back. I got to keep my top three. I think my top three are the solid the way it should be. And I agree with you on Brady, where you had Brady, but I had to put him up there higher because you talk about guys who don't have necessarily the greatest players around him all the time. I oh, I that's, agree. That's where Brady just elevates players. They just pull guys out of the garbage heap, and Brady does that. But, for, yeah, for this you know, year, Russ Wilson's done that, so I'm with you on that. I'll tell you what, dude. 
being on the Patriots has got to be like, it's got to be like scary. Like, cause you go home every day knowing like, they'll just cut your ass. Yeah. They don't care who you are. Like, like, like that team's got no loyalty to anybody, dude. They're just like, you, you literally will go home. You'll, you'll come off like a 180 yards receiving and three touchdowns. No, I can have your pink slip waiting at the locker <laughs> the next morning. They're savages, dude. I just, that's, that's all I got to say. I mean, they'll cut Brady's ass if they have to. They stick to the thing. Belichick's thing and Brady's thing is do your job. And if you stop doing your job, they get rid of you. They put you on IR when you're running 22 miles per hour on a treadmill, like Josh Gordon supposedly is. But that's what makes that team great is everyone knows every day you show up and you do your job or they'll find someone else who can. Yep. I mean, that's what's made them great for so long. And that's why as we're moving forward here and we'll just talk over Aaron Rodgers, we know he's good. Number two, I've got Tom Brady because I feel like he's just always got to be up there because of what he does year in, year out, no matter who he's got on the roster. You can give him Hall of Fame players. He'll make him work. Some questionable guys come in. They had Chad Ochocinco. He did nothing with them. He's just bringing guys in. Hey, you're you're a quarterback in college? Okay, Myers and Edelman, whoever else. Oh, you killed three guys last night? Well, can you suit up for me? Sure, Aaron Hernandez will. He gets guys to play the next day regardless of what's going on, and they kick ass on the field. And Tom Brady, he's the GOAT. He's the number two quarterback in the league right now for me. Who you got in number two? I just want to make mention that was the second Aaron Hernandez mention on this podcast <laughs> in its existence. Six episodes so, in, two Aaron Hernandez comments. Aaron Hernandez yes. comments. Um, Aaron Rodgers is who I got at the second yeah. spot. Um, whatever, man. This guy, he pisses me off. Um, <laughs> he's just good. He really is. He's good. He's He's winning games with – I mean, let, let's be honest. They're, they're they're wide receivers right now. Are banged up, right? It's like a Scrabble uh, game. There's just a bunch of random letters are thrown yeah. out on a pile, and these are the, okay. We're gonna figure out this guy's name. Yeah, no, you're you're 100 right, and uh, I just think the guy's good. Um, but you know what? Let's we 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 speak of Rogers in this high regard all the mm-hmm. time. Um, it's time for him to make a push in the playoffs, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, as as much as he's great, and I know he, I know he has a Super Bowl, but but that was a long time ago. Um, I think it's time for him to, you know, make another push to the playoffs. You know, it, and get to a Super Bowl. Um, I'd hate to see it, but that's who I got it too, man. I, he's just he's just fantastic. He's one of the best I've ever seen play. Just some of the throws he makes, it's it's just ridiculous. Hundred percent agree with that. That throw he made last week, where it was like the no look sidearm throw from the angle he made. We all love yeah, Patty wow. Mahomes and what he does with that. But Rogers has been doing that for years, and he's yeah. the original guy to do it. And he's got that Super Bowl. Yeah, one Super Bowl, and he had Mike McCarthy, who kind of got stale there. This is in the next two or three years here before he gets into the twilight of his career. I think he has to win another Super Bowl for us to really call him one of the greatest I ever. I agree. I do. I agree. He, he, he's just too too much of a talent to go down with one Super Bowl. Because honestly, if you look at the numbers and you take away that one Super Bowl, you take away the Super Bowl, you just look at the stats they put up, what really separates Matt Stafford and Aaron Rodgers if you take away that Super Bowl as far as numbers on the field? I mean, my sanity, my fucking depression, <laughs> my need 
I need you to go to a therapist? Like, what do you? What else you want? Yeah, I mean, just, <laughs> yeah that's what separates. I hate it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm saying, if kid, twenty years from now, like I, I had to just throw that out at you just to hear what you're gonna do. I heard you kind of snicker at first. I'm like, I got to see where he's gonna go with this. But like twenty years from now, you pull out a a football card or download a, a football, football card. Chip. I don't exist anymore, dude. I don't okay, so. You, you go on Wikipedia because a kid 20 years from now is talking about the olden days when the NFL was still good and it wasn't ruined and everyone's got flags with them now or whatever it is. And Roger Goodell's 180 years old, but you look, you look at the stats alone and you look at the stats that Matt Stafford put up. You look at the stats that Aaron Rodgers put up by the time both these guys retire. I think they're going to be pretty similar. But Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he wins football games, so obviously that's the big difference in there, and he's won mm. with anybody he's had. But when it comes to stats, outside of that Super Bowl, they're similar guys. Yeah, I was just throwing that at you just to see where you go with that one. Yeah, similar. <laughs> All right, so moving on to our number one, I think unless you're going to surprise <laughs> me and you've got, like, Josh Allen at number one, I think we both have the same guy at number one, Patty Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, I actually have Gardner Minshew. Damn it. He was in, I had him at number 12, 13. That's where I had him. No, um, yeah, Pat Mahomes. I think it's hard to argue right now. He's special. Um, he, that guy could throw it 500 yards in the air. Right? Yeah. It's ridiculous. He's fun to watch. It sucks that he's hurt. I, I It's weird that he's there talk that he's going to play on Sunday. It's like if I'm the Chiefs, I'm like, Let's just take a like on that extra week. I, I don't know. I'd be surprised if he plays. Right? I mean, you you can't let him play. Like it's just it's like there's no benefit. The Chiefs are going to win the division. Just I, I don't. Know. I mean, that's 100. They're two games up on the Raiders right now. The friggin' Raiders who played the Texans this week, and sure. Deshaun Watson can do them some favors by beating them. Yeah, I get it. You're going to face Green Bay. It's going to be a tough game, probably. And we made it clear what we think about Matt Moore last week when he made his mom cry on the podcast. But <laughs> I dislocated my kneecap. That sucks, man. It, it hurt. And yeah, I was able to walk on it. And, yeah, I could probably practice on it. But as far as getting hit by a 300-pound guy – I would have cried like a bitch. Like, there's no way. Like, I can understand getting up, walking around, moving on it. Because once it pops oh. back in place, it's sore, but you can move. Although he's probably more athletic than you. Probably a little bit. Maybe a little bit. But, like, you know, I, I don't want to say he is for sure because we don't know that. We can't confirm that. So, I mean, but allegedly, I think he probably is a little bit more athletic. But still, though, you're right. You're right. He's <laughs> a fucking man. Like, <laughs> my pro day numbers – they would have put him to shame, but that was the days sure. before the internet really was huge. Like we had internet, but it wasn't. We didn't have Wikipedia to write it down. And I mean, lost the paper that that had all your stuff. Yeah, burned up in a fire. Otherwise, <laughs> what happened was uh, Mel Kiper left it in his rental car, and those are gone forever. He was the only guy at my pro day. It was Mel Kiper? Todd, 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 Todd. He was still at school. He was at Richmond back then. <laughs> we have lost this show right now 
but yeah, I totally agree. They should not let Patty Mahomes play. But you know what? Let's let's just move into that. Okay. That is our game of the week. We might as well get into that. Let me pull up some information on it right here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a good game. It should be a good game, even with Matt Moore in at quarterback. Yeah. The, the Chiefs, if Andy Reid can figure out a way to get that defense to just play bend but don't break, this could be a damn good game. And I think it's a Sunday night game, isn't it? It is our Sunday night game. Yeah. yeah we got five and two Chiefs in Arrowhead against the six and one Packers. The thing about this game to me, though, dude, is like if I assume so, so let's just do this. If if Matt Moore plays, the Packers are going to kick their ass. Okay. Okay. That defense is trash. <laughs> I'm not arguing um, that. We've said that for six weeks here. They haven't been running the ball well. So here's the deal. I, I think. In, it's it's if if Mahomes plays, they win. It's just this is how big of a factor this guy is. If Mahomes plays, they win. If he doesn't play, they get blown out. We're talking like a forty point swing here. No, not that's not four. I'm saying like as opposed to they lose by twenty or could score forty points and maybe win by twenty. Um, is that how big of a difference you think it would make? No, not okay. that much. No, 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 no. I'm seeing how far we're going. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, Jesus, the guy can't throw and catch. Um, no, but uh, so I, I just don't know how you feel about it. you think you think with more they can actually compete. I think they can compete. I don't think they can win. It may um, not be for more than two and a half, three quarters. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm in the future. I, I, I know. Like, I'm like he's seeing something in the future. I'm seeing Dalvin Cook just got tackled. They went hurry up. And I see Cousins dropping back. And a stumble. Okay. I'm not to that point yet. Oh, man. All right. I'm sorry. It's all good. It's it's special, though. I want you got to watch it. All right. All right. I think I'm getting here now. I'm at first and 10 with a buck two left in the half. Okay. Here's the dump off. Dalvin. 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 Okay, just run. Is anyone going to tackle this dude? <laughs> that was ridiculous. He ran away from like nine guys. And that is awful podcasting, folks. Sorry that we were watching a game that you can't see, but you probably watched by the time you hear this. But anyway, that was a cool run. That's my bad. <laughs> anyway, right, proceed. That's, that's how hey, anyone who's listening to this podcast at this point, you know we're going to stray <laughs> off to the Thursday night game. Except next Sorry. week, we might not be able to stray to it because it's Halloween next Thursday night. You might have Is to, it? yeah, next Thursday night, Halloween trick or treating. Maybe, let's maybe do it Friday or something. Yeah, we might have to switch the day. So you guys That's won't fine. have to listen to us watch the Thursday night game. You could hear us either yeah. talk about it or preview it, depending listen, on when we got. You guys don't give a shit about what we have to do in our lives anyway. So <laughs> we'll figure this out. <laughs> All right, back to our game of the week, which. <laughs> Is the six and one Packers traveling to Arrowhead? Yeah, where you to face the that. five and two Chiefs. Got fifty degrees at kickoff. It's Arrowhead. The line's only the line isn't that bad. It's Green Bay minus three, it's three and, and a half. half. It's three and a half. I like that's what I mean. So clearly that line is based off Patrick Mahomes not playing. Yeah, I mean Matt Moore starts. He's the oldest player to start for the Chiefs since Damon Heward in two thousand eight at thirty five years old. I didn't realize this dude was that old. I probably said it last week. 
Fun but fact. Andy Reid, I give him shit a lot for just choking in the playoffs. This just feels like one of those games where Andy Reid could show that he is a damn good head coach and keep his team in it. But you know what? For me, I think this is a huge game for Matt LaFleur to show, hey, this isn't Mike McCarthy's Packers or Matt McCarthy's Packers. We're moving ahead. We're not going to start hot and then simmer down the stretch. I think they need to come out and say this Kansas City defense is trash. I've got Aaron Rodgers. I've got Aaron Jones. I've got Jamal Williams, and I've got the scrabble board at wide receiver, and hopefully Devontae Adams comes back because that guy's been out for three weeks with a toe injury. This should be an easy Packers win. I'm with you on that. It should be. And even if Patty plays with that dislocated kneecap, I just I don't feel good about it. I don't think he should even be out there. I don't, I don't think he's going to be. I don't want to see him out there. I don't think he's going to be. I mean, I think this is a, this is one of those opportunities Andy Reid – even if he's cleared, Andy Reid kind of needs to pull the kid aside and say, hey, here's the deal, kid. You're not playing. You're too damn important to this team for me this, to put you out there. Yeah, you know what I mean? This is, absolutely. Exactly. You, you know, this is one football game. Um, you, you're up in the division. Just let the kid – give the kid as much time as he needs. Like, there's no reason to rush him back. Um, Kansas City, though, overall, man, I'm telling you, we said this on a previous podcast, this – I'll tell you what, if Kansas City does not – the trade deadline is Tuesday, I believe, folks. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So if they don't make a move defensively, this team is not winning the Super Bowl. I'll say it right now. That defense is it's too easy to carve up. They can't stop the run. They're tr- awful against opposing, opposing tight ends. Um, here's the deal. I mean, if they don't – I'll guarantee it. Well, no, I won't. Who the hell am I talking about? Guarantee I'm out here. Come on, Jarvis like Jar- Landry. Sound like Jarvis Landry out here. Um, <laughs> here's the deal, though, man. I just don't see any way that they get through the AFC with the defense they have. Um, they need to make a move. I there's there's rumblings of who's available. You can go get Vic Beasley out of you know from Atlanta. There's mm-hmm. there's other names out there, but but I think if they don't make any moves, this team. This team's defense is going to be the end of them. 100% agree with that. And I'm looking at the numbers here, and Green Bay's defense, number-wise, not that much different than Kansas City, but they've given up less points is where it matters. Twenty, They're having 19.9. Kansas City's given up like 22. But we're looking at this. Green Bay's defense, when it has to make a play, they seem to be able to do it. They are the definition of bend but don't break. They force teams into field goals more often than they do touchdowns. Well, except that one time that the – never mind. (laughs) Kansas Kansas City doesn't seem like they can – it's really – I think you can count on plays from guys like Zadarius Smith to – win you a football game on defense if it comes down to it. I don't think there's anybody going to do that for Kansas City. There's not. And I think the biggest thing that showed us that was the Colts game, where if you just punch this team in the mouth, they don't know how to react. They didn't. They just needed a stop. They could not make a stop. They could knock it off the field. And that's what it's going to come down to. Jacoby Brissett's – just picked them apart. Yep. And they played man 
across the board, they played man. They can't play on man. All those def- on all those wide receivers. That's how the Colts beat them. They the can't. Thing- they don't have the personnel to play man. They don't. No, Kansas don't. City doesn't. But no, that's how you beat them on offense. And oh yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. That's where Green Bay with Green Bay's got solid corners. They can do that. They can match up with this team very well. And I think this if Patty Mahomes doesn't play, I'm thinking thirty one to seventeen on this one. I'm thinking fourteen points. Yeah. And I think it's late touchdowns. Bless. Bless. That's an hey, man. You you go out on the limb there. I, 17 points, I think, is a lot for Matt Moore to score. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just just disrespect. This dude, this poor guy, Mahomes needs to come back because we just made fun of him. All we've done is the guy's just been ripped apart. So I apologize again to him. But hey, that's my pick. And last week I went 0 and 4. You went 2 and 2. And for the first time this season, I forgot to mention this. You're leading in the standings at 23 and 15. I'm at 22 and 16. I've gone like, I've dropped like. Flying down in the standings, like I'm the Cleveland Browns yeah. here. And I'm not. I'm not looking back. I got <laughs> this is the lead. I'm just gonna continue to put to put the face between you and I. <laughs> so, are you are you gonna take Matt Moore here? You want to take Matt Moore? You know you do. No, no, I don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Green. <laughs> All right. That was our game of the week: Packers Chiefs. In between a whole bunch of other crap you listened to there. It's almost like it's almost like if if Mahomes plays, it's game of the week. If he doesn't, it's not game of the week. I mean, I still you know? think it's it's a weird week though. Like this next game here, Chargers Bears. It's a one o'clock kickoff on Fox. Chicago's favored, but it's another three and a half. It's basically a pick 'em at this point. I feel like because Chargers are traveling, and they always feel like they're traveling, even at home. But these are two teams that they just need a win. Yeah. I mean. The Chargers haven't won in October for the first time since 2000 when they finished 1-15. And then yeah. the next year they drafted a guy named Drew Brees and a guy named LaDainian Tomlinson. That worked out pretty well for them. But that, And the Bears, this defense is supposed to be great. They gave a shit, a shit ton of points last week. It's not that, though. It's not that. That's bullshit. You're right, they did, but it's bullshit because yeah. the offense can't stay on the field. They're running the defense into the ground. They're making a what's a legit defense, a fantastic mm-hmm. defense. They're making it look they're making it look awful because the offense can't move. Jeremy, if if they lose this game, the people in Chicago riot. <laughs> is done, right? But and I I, I agree with that. I feel like the tide is turning. They're already turned on Mitchie. Yes, and, yes, they are. And, I set I set you up for that comment. I knew you were going to go off with the offenses left them on the field because that is one hundred percent fact. That's why they gave up those points. Yeah. But you look back at that game, and yeah, Mitchie didn't play well. What he was a problem. Wait, he did he not play. No, he he hey, if, if you look at the numbers, I'm going to go back to the numbers. No, I'm kidding. The numbers. He put up like four hundred yards on the last three drives in garbage time, but. <laughs> Matt Nagy, you ran the ball seven yes. times. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. You're not Especially giving you have a quarterback that's incapable of throwing. Yeah. You're not helping your quarterback in that matter. And maybe you're trying to show Ryan Pace, hey, you drafted the wrong guy. But you're not helping when you oh, we got David Montgomery, he's gonna be something for us. We got Terry Cohen or Tarek or whatever the 
fuck his name is at this point. Run the football every now and then. We saw an opening night. We couldn't figure out what the hell they were doing on offense. And it hasn't changed yet this season. And it's funny because last year, it's a 12-4 football team. Yeah. Right? And and what Matt and the things Matt Nagy, I'll tell you what, what was a big loss for them, in my opinion, was Jordan Howard. Right? They gave him away for a six-round pick. Yes. And, and I think Jordan Howard was a nice compliment to what they were doing with Tariq Cohen. Just because Tariq Cohen's your kind of space speedster, mm-hmm. and Jordan Howard could get up and down and move the football that way. But Matt Nagy was masking the deficiencies of Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> it's, it's way better than he is now, right? So you have like Allen Robinson, who on that team, who, you know, most people, if you think Allen Robinson, you're like, okay, he's not that good. Allen Robinson's a baller, guys. Uh-huh. Allen Robinson can't get the damn football because Mitchell Trubisky sucks. So it's just me with Chicago. they're going to win this game. I do. Okay. I think the, the Chargers, the poor damn Chargers, they're always injured. Always are banged up. It's just, hey, Philip Rivers is going to fight, but, you know, Hunter Henry dinged up again. Shocker, you know. Mm-hmm. You know like that. Um, I think Chicago wins this game and gets it going, but I think I think we all can sit back and say, we don't know if Mitchell Trubisky's the guy in in. Wasn't he drafted ahead of Patrick Mahomes? Wait, was he? Are you sure? Yeah. yeah he, he posi- was he drafted ahead of Deshaun Watson too? Yeah, I think he was. I think he was. I think they moved up to uh, what number two to draft Ooh. this guy. Um, this is this is one of the risks you take when you draft a quarterback that doesn't have a lot of games under his belt. It's different in the NBA with a guy like Kyrie who's mm-hmm. back. It's a different game, you know. You saw Sam Darnold saying he's seeing ghosts, you know, and things like that. It's, <laughs> this is what happens. Young guys, they get thrown in, and they're, they're inexperienced. They're not ready. They're, I mean, ACC football compared to, you know, NFL football, we're talking about a different league. And uh, it's just – I think Mitch Trubisky's in over his head. Chase Daniel's not the answer as the backup. I think you see the Bears go out and look for a quarterback this year. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they try to sign some veteran, you know, you know, veteran leadership, a guy that can come step in. But, but you got to be worried about Mitch Trubisky. But I do like the Bears this week. Everything you said, 100% right. And I want to interject with something you mentioned, Sam Darnold's ghost comment. I feel that it is his duty to dress as a Ghostbuster for Halloween because that would just make my week. But other than that stupid shit, yeah, Mitch Trubisky – I feel like the kid hasn't got a fair deal. I am going to, I've defended him. I am a Trubisky defender because I thought he was going to be better than he is. And he sucks, I want, dude. he does. He, he sucks. sucks right now. He's terrible. Oh, he sucks. Not right <laughs> now. He threw for 24 right touchdowns now. last year, 12 picks. Yeah, but oh, he is, yeah. he's, he's okay. a guy who, he's never going to be the guy to win you football games. Maybe he's a guy who can game manage. There's no reason. He shouldn't be at least Case Keenum at this point. And let me right. ask you this question. Can I ask you this question? Do you remember when the Chicago Bears made a what to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Right? This is Brian Urlacher. Who was Rex that? Quarterback? Grossman. 
Correct. Now, is Mitch Trubisky better than Rex Grossman? <laughs> They're both overdrafted, but no, no, no. I don't think no, he he's is. not. No, okay, he's not right now. Okay, you're not. But something you touched on. <laughs> My point is, you're not winning it. You're not winning a Super Bowl. And Mitch I think Trubisky. he's done in that town. I think best thing for him and them is to move on at some point here soon because that town's just going to eat him alive. And maybe he's not not made for the NFL. And what you said as we're getting into that is they need to find someone else. A lot of people talking, oh, they like Jalen Hurts in the draft. No, what this team needs next year is someone maybe like a Case Keenum, a game-managing veteran, and they build a run game around him. Matt Nagy's got to fix that team, what he's doing on offense, because we can hate Mitch all we want, but Nagy's the biggest problem right now for that team. He needs to figure out what he wants to do on offense. He's supposed to be this offensive guru. And no matter what he's tried, it doesn't look good at all. But this year, this year, this this year, year, absolutely this year, he looks lost for some reason. This was supposed to be the year where they took that step forward on offense and they've gone. I think, I think what happened, and we're we're spending way too much time on the bears here. What I think happened is I think Matt Nagy tried to give more, leeway keys to the castle you know play opportunities and options for mitch trubisky this year i think let you know let the kid have a little bit more leeway and make some different plays and i just don't think the kids are ready 100 i think i think that you know matt nagy understands that now i i think he he wanted and, and you give it all i give matt nagy all the credit figure out who you have at the mm-hmm. quarterback because i think he Mitch Trubisky, you know, you say he threw 24 touchdowns last year, and that's fine, and that's mm-hmm. great. It really is. But he was a day conduct management management quarterback, yeah. right? And I think Matt Nagy just needed to know who he has, and I think he tried to, you know, let the kid show who he is, and, and he's just not – he's not a starting NFL quarterback at this time. I just don't think and he is. And you're right with that, and maybe that's why he only ran the ball seven times. He started out as let's Mitch throw the ball. He's coming back. And then by the time he was down, they had no choice but to throw the football. But, yeah, there is another team in this game. It is the Chargers. They need to get something going. Melvin Gordon's been trashed for them. He's still on the trade block. But I think Phillip, the better quarterback, wins this game. I think Phillip's going to pull something out here. It's not going to be a pretty game. I think it's going to be an ugly game. But I think Phillip pulls it out. I'm going to take the Chargers in this. Let's move on to the next game. Yeah, we spent (laughs) – I'm sorry, that was not our game of the week. But I think we spent more time on that one than we did any other game. The Bears are intriguing to me right now because I think they're at a crossroads. Oh, and I'm with you on that. They got to figure out where to go. Absolutely. And I think Mitchie yeah. needs to get out of there. I think they need to separate, maybe even as soon as Tuesday, move on. Listen, I live in Mitchie Land, dude. I live in Mitchie Land. So I understand. <laughs> I think Trubisky jerseys admire on a daily basis. But, and, and I'm not going to say so many, you know, hey, Mitch Trubisky trash while you're buying your raspberries. <laughs> Ruin someone's day admire. That'd be great. Listen, I get it. And we're going to move on to Eagles and Bills right now. This game's intriguing, too. If I told you Eagles and Bills, October 27th, one team was going to be 5-1, and one, one team was going to be 3-4, and four, be like, okay, Eagles are five and one, Bills are three and four. But no, we got the Eagles heading to Buffalo. 
into Orchard Park, New Era Field, into the crazy table smashing Bills Mafia. Yeah, fucking literally. Yeah. And the Bills are five and one right now, and the Eagles are down to three and four. Are the Bills for real at five and one and gonna move to six and one at home against the Eagles? Are the Eagles finally gonna show the Super Bowl promise we thought they had coming in the season? You know, I'm kind of, and I don't know about you. And let me ask you: Was this is this a hard game for you to try to figure out? Oh, 100 percent. Because Cause for me, I, I'm like, I, I don't know what this game is. Right? Like when I was looking at doing the wars wagers and doing my research, you know, on uh, the Action Network, I, uh, I'm looking at this game and I said, "What the hell is this game?" Right? Because you look at the, the Philadelphia Eagles, <clears throat> and you're like. That football team should be good, yeah. right? But, but all of a sudden, you have Alshon Jeffrey maybe saying something to somebody. I think you got some bad chemistry. We've already heard reports in the past of teammates that, that are upset with Carson Wentz, things of that nature. But this team – I actually saw a video today, Jason Kelsey kind of just rebuttaling something, you know, Me, the Eagles must have this game. Right, this is a must-win. Yes, absolutely for the Eagles. Um, I like the Eagles here. Listen, Buffalo's defense is legit, mm-hmm. right? I Buffalo's defense. I'm not taking anything away from Buffalo in that defense. Uh, for me, though, I I think you're gonna hunger Eagles team, right? You know, after that loss, and, and let's be honest, they got their, they got their heads smashed in by oh, the Oh, absolutely. Cowboys, they got right? their asses stomped. Embarrassed. And embarrassed, especially after their coach, you know, maybe, you know, he opens. <laughs> this is what I worry about with that team. Typically, when a team, when a coach steps up and says something along the lines of what Doug people the team shows mm-hmm. up, right? So, I'm not saying he's losing. Thing. But I think it's super telling. I like I like the Eagles in this game, though. But it's this is hard. I think I just don't know. If, I just don't know how much I trust Josh Allen in moving the ball <laughs> on offense. I was I'm back and forth on this one. After I sent you the text, like let's do these five games. I'm like, what? Who? Who do I pick in this game? I don't trust either right. offense to be consistent. But I feel like Josh Allen right now, even though I said Wentz is a top 10 quarterback, Josh Allen's winning football games. He's not doing it as a full-time quarterback. He looks like a an H-back out there sometimes. But he's winning football games. He's doing what it takes. They're running the football. Uh, John Brown's playing as one of the better receivers in the league. Had over 50 yards every game this year. He is. Nice player. And that defense, that Fast. defense – is special, I think, for the Bills. That is a special Dwayne defense. Dwayne Haskins, Dwayne Haskins sighting. It's Dwayne Haskins time? It's Dwayne Haskins. Breaking. And by the way, breaking news. Was in case he the best game of the year. He was good. In the, you can't see it. But listen, if you want things to make sense, you don't talk Washington Redskins. That team makes zero sense under Dan Snyder. But, yeah, anyway, back to the Bills. Sorry about I that, buddy. This is 
this is the best podcast we've done because it's all over the place again. It's like the first one. I love it. But yeah, I got the Bills in this one. I think they're going to okay. do just enough to win. And just like I said with the Bears and Chargers, it's not going to be pretty. Neither team's going to really dominate this game. Maybe finally the Eagles do, and that'd be nice to see because I've been high on them all year. But I think the Bills just win this. I think I don't know. This would be a statement Buffalo Bills yeah, win this, here. This would kind of mean that they, this would this game gets them kind of over that threshold ooh, where that's why Keenum down. They start playing a little worse. What? Yeah, did he get he hurt? His head off the turf in one of the last plays. But uh, all right, I was going to. I was like, dude, he played really well. Um, no, so I, I think it, I don't even know. I was saying. I yeah, forgot what the hell. Sorry, I, was I did that to you. <laughs> I've been doing it to you all night, but you least you remember what I'm saying. I just with the Bills. I mean, oh, the Bills. The Bills. <laughs> I was going to say something that just lost my mind too. I think. All right, let's move on. I, the Bills, the Bills are going to win. I got the Bills. Oh, last week, I let the alcohol slip into my system. I got a little white girl wasted. I said the Bills might be the Patriots' biggest competitor in the AFC. And you know what? Since I said that, I got to run with the Bills. So let's move on to the next game. We got Panthers Niners. This is an interesting game here. Yeah. I mean, uh, you take this one. I'm going to let let's you take here. this one. First. You got the Niners are undefeated so far. You got the Panthers who are undefeated so far with Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. And a guy. Side this dude to a man. San Francisco's favored. They're at home. This is a 405 kickoff. This one could be interesting. For this, it's a great defense so far this season for Carolina. And Kyle Allen's done just enough to get things done. That front four, though, for the San Francisco 49ers, Mickey Bosa. they are just unbelievable so far this season. I think they are going to give Kyle Allen fits. I think it's going to be a tough game for Christian McCaffrey, possibly. He's still going to get his numbers. Stop saying that you take He's going to get his numbers, but it's not going to be easy. But I mean, there's there's okay. probably no better running back in the league than Christian McCaffrey right now. Does a little bit of everything. Thank you. He might be. I mean, shit. He's a top ten receiver probably in the league right now. You throw him the football, he doesn't drop it. He is amazing. And if it wasn't for Russ and the fact that his defense may be carrying this team just as much, he might be up there in the MVP voting. But for me. I would love to take the Panthers in this game. I think they played really well, but I think Cinderella, Kyle Allen, he'll play okay. I think he finally throws turnovers, and I think he finally loses. And the Niners go to 7-0. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I really do. Um, Everything you said, I kind of agree with. So, first of all, it's tough to go from Carolina – out to Frisco, mm-hmm. right? Across the country. And this is this is a lot of the things that, like, trouble – like, teams like the Seahawks and the Niners and, and even the L.A. teams, there's long flights that, to play every game. It's it's hard to go out there. I think Kyle Allen's played really well. Um, that offense is predicated off of the mm-hmm. run with Christian McCaffrey. I think the front um, with Nick Bosa, um, for the Niners slow that running game down, make Kyle Allen make some throws. I'll tell you something else, man. It's 
Carolina Panthers wide receivers seem to drop a lot yeah, of footballs. You know, and it's just like it, it, you know, with DJ Moore, you're like, man, I'm ready for this kid because he because he's got speed. He's got like this. He gets he gets open, but he drops too many balls. I like I like the 49ers here. The 49ers, man, and also adding Emmanuel Sanders. I like this team. I think last week, of course, if anybody's looking at the statistics, I mean that was a slot bath in the middle of the yeah. rain. Uh, I think I think they put up some offense in this game. I like the Niners. You know, I can't – everything you said is dead on. It's going to be an interesting game to see where the Panthers really are. But, yeah, the Niners should run with this game and have no problem at home. Got perfect weather. It's going to be 72 and sunny in Santa Clara. And it's got to be yeah. their time to really say, hey, we're for real. Yeah, this is a solid NFC football team. Maybe our biggest test yet, but they get it done. So we're both going with the Niners on that one. We'll agree. Let's move on to our last game here that we're going to pick in the NFL. The Houston Texans welcome the Oakland Raiders at 3-3. Three and three. Chucky's got these boys at 500, and they're going in to face yeah. Bill O'Brien, who says, draft picks be damned. I'm trading them all away as he welcomes in Gary and Conley this week which is interesting as they play each other. Who do you like in this one? The Texans. Yeah, um, I do. I like the Texans. Listen, for, for those people that, that have given Chucky some shit for the Khalil Mack trade, you know, Josh Jacobs looks pretty good, by yeah, the way. Um, I think Chucky's building something. I think, I think the team – the thing I love about Chucky – is this Raiders team's not as talented as the other team, but this Raiders team's bought in, Absolutely. right? Doesn't it seem like when you watch them, like they love their coach, they they bought into this 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 team and their philosophy. Um, I think they're a nice team. I still think they're a year or two away of good drafts. They still have draft capital. Texans in this game, the Texans are playing well. They're last week against the Colts was. Up, but let's not be kidding, folks. The Coles are a football team as well. Uh, but I like the Texans here. I wish I could take the Raiders because I love Chucky over Bill O'Brien. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Texans. Everything you said, 100% on. I mean, look, Darren Waller's come on as a hell of a player. Yeah, he's a nice player. They've bought into Chucky. But I think the Texans, I think Texans really need to win this game more than anything. Raiders are solid. They're playing decent. But Texans need to say, hey, we're at home. We want to prove we're one of the better teams in the league. And I think the Texans win this game. And I think that's all I really got to say because you took everything I was going to say. Hit it dead on. Dead on. So let's let's move on. Yeah. We got three more game picks. NCAA football. Let's start with the opening game. So if you're sitting there Saturday, it's noon. Noon kickoff, you got Ohio State against Wisconsin. This was going to be a huge game. And then Wisconsin's like, hey, we're going to fuck everything up and lose to Illinois and the Black Papa Smurf, Lovey Smith. And stop it with <laughs> he that. He looks like Papa Smurf, bro. I love he's probably having a great time. Bro, listen, listen. 
here. Would you have even known what Lovey Smith's beard looked like if, if Illinois wouldn't have beat Wisconsin? Because yeah, I've been cut, watching a bunch of Big Ten. Noon kickoff for this one, and it's what? Buckeyes are third in the country. Wisconsin went from sixth down to 13th. This game is Buckeyes speed, speed, speed against yeah. – Wisconsin, who's just going to come and punch them in the mouth, and no one's, no one yep, has punched right the, the Buckeyes in the mouth yet. How are they going to respond? And that's really what it's going to come down to. It's how are the Buckeyes going to respond to being punched in the mouth? What are your thoughts on this game? Who you like? So here's the thing I want to say: is the Buckeyes and everybody, they look legit, yeah. right? I'm a Buckeye fan. You're a Buckeye fan. Um, we love what uh-huh. we're seeing right now. You made a good point. The Buckeyes haven't faced any adversity, no, really. right? They just kind of kicked the shit out of everybody. I mean, Michigan Michigan State was close uh-huh. in the first quarter, I guess. But the thing about Wisconsin is I think Wisconsin kind of last week was a case of the old looking past yep. the team, right? I think they, they were looking past Illinois, knowing that this game at the shoe was a big game, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think – going to have some success just because he's that good. Um, I, I still like Ohio State in this game, right? Mm-hmm. But, but I don't think that this Wisconsin team is all of a sudden not a really damn good football team. They are. Um, this happens in college. The thing about college is, people, you have to win every single week for people to take yep. you serious. The minute you lose a game or two, nobody gets a shit about you. Wisconsin's a good football team. They lost Illinois. It was a bad loss. That's still a good football team. That's a team that can run the football. They're not going to let you blow them out senselessly like Ohio State's done to other teams. So they're going to be able to at least control some of the clock. Um, I like Ohio State in this game, but but don't think that this is just your everyday, you know, team just blow out. By the way, Stefan Diggs has got like 126 yards. He's just out all right, let's go. Everything you said there, dead on. When you look at Wisconsin, there's two types of teams that always beat them. It's either that inferior opponent that just so happens to get the right turnovers at the right times, and that was Illinois last week, and the other is that superior yeah. team with all the talent, the athleticism, the megastar recruits, because as I mentioned earlier this year, Wisconsin's got like five four-star recruits, and they just, they just get guys to come in there and play. Well, the Buckeyes, they're loaded with five-star recruits, and – like we talked tonight, Terry McLaurin looks like a hell of a receiver in the NFL, and he barely cracked the roster a lot of times for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Buckeyes to me, and I think to you, we said last week when we did our rankings, best team in the country on both sides of the football. Number one, they should be ranked. And you were dead on with the fact that they struggled that first quarter against Michigan State, and I think that's where you see the difference in this Buckeye team is Ryan Day has – he takes it quarter by quarter, breaks it down. Every quarter is important. At the end of the first quarter, they made adjustments, and they destroy teams in the second quarter. Cincinnati played them kind of solid in the first quarter. They weren't great. Second quarter, they just destroyed them. And right now, it looks like Cincinnati is the best yeah. team the Buckeyes have faced. That's still a top-20 football team. But this is not going to be the runaway game. You were dead on with that. I think Buckeyes still win it, but I'm thinking it's 31-24, 31-20, something like that. Buckeyes probably don't score 40 or 50 in this, but they do get enough done to get the victory. So we're both going to take the Buckeyes in that one. 
And the last thing I'm going to say, I'm not going to get in, into it. This is going to be a simple thing. Ryan Day, in the way he's running this offense, is better than Meyer. That's all I'm going to say. Let's move on to this. All right. We'll move on. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I want to say, but I, I can't. I can't necessarily no. argue that right now. So moving on. So if you watch that game at noon on Saturday and you're still sitting on your couch and you're comfy, 3.30, got another great game. Auburn and LSU. 6-1 and one Auburn against 7-0 and oh LSU. Bo Nix versus Joe Burrow, the freshman versus the, the veteran at this point, Joe Burrow. This game, this game's going to tell me – how good Joe Burrow really is. What are your thoughts on this one? I like LSU all day. Uh, Bo Nix is not that good. Uh, Joe Burrow, I think, has played fantastic. I love everything about LSU. I think Alabama needs to love everything about LSU because mm-hmm. they're coming. Listen, we're, we're talking about a, a, a SEC battle here. A no Auburn's lost game. LSU's looked uh-huh. fantastic. Uh, in, in, Apologies. Is this in Death Valley? This is, I believe. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it's always, it's Tiger Stadium, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Tigers, where opponents eat, get their heart eaten out, or whatever. <laughs> Coach was the best. He's the best. Yeah, right. Farmer Fran was a real man who got a football head coaching job in the SEC. That's who Coach O is. But yeah, traveling in, that's going to be tough for anyone, let alone a true freshman. And Nix has been okay for the most part. But when he's faced good, really good teams, like when they played Florida, he was less than 50% on his passes. I believe when they played Oregon, he was less than 50%, but he got the job done late in the game. This isn't Florida. Florida's good. We saw how good they were. This isn't Oregon, who has zero defense for the most part. This is LSU, whose secondary has been shaky somewhat, but – I just can't see Bo Nix picking them apart enough. And Joe Burrow, this is his coming out party. There's talk of him. Oh, maybe he is the best quarterback in college football right now. Maybe he's the number one overall pick. I've seen mocks with him at that point, and I thought that was crazy because it's really been, you know, seven games where we've really seen who this guy is. But if he comes out, and this is a damn good Auburn defense, if he comes out and puts crazy numbers up on this defense – I mean, you can't argue about how good that kid is. I got LSU in this game as well. I think this one's going to be fun, and I'm thinking my fat ass needs to be sitting on the couch on Saturday. Because mm-hmm. you got whiskey. I'm having a murder mystery disco party on Saturday. That sounds like a good time. Get that vibe. All right, let's move home. All right. So, after that game, 3.30 – you can sit around, you can eat dinner, you can maybe acknowledge family members, maybe stop at Drew's party. Then you get on to the big game of the night, supposedly, gets all the fanfare. Notre Dame and their head coach, Brian Kelly, 6-1 and one against Michigan, 5-2, and two, and their head coach, Jim Harbaugh. I don't think those two head coaches are easier to hate as we go away from the coach we both love and Coach O than those two guys. Notre Dame and eh, Michigan, and eh, in my opinion, who you got in this one? Hmm. Um, this is actually going to be one of the games I game. All right. I'm actually going to go to two college games here. I like Notre Dame. 
Listen here. This spread's even. It's even. <laughs> really? It's even. 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 Right? It's at the big house. Uh-huh. Even spread. <laughs> Jim Harwatch is ready to choke another one away. Oh, it's going to be so lovely. Give me Notre Dame. I mean, here's where I'm at with it. I think Michigan's winning game is, is non-existent. Michigan used to be able to pound the ball. They can't shape passes. Mediocre. Uh-huh. I understand last week against Penn State, he looked better in the comeback, but his ass was behind. Um, to make it quick in this one, uh, I like Notre Dame. Even no money at Michigan. Let's say you I mean, I can't argue with that. Shea Patterson's not great. We haven't seen Michigan's offense put together in full game in like 30 seasons. Awesome receivers, by the way. Michigan, it's not a talent issue. That's a talented football team, but they just can't seem to put it all together. And that, my friends, when you can't put it all together and you've got a talented football team, is all coaching, which is something I'm watching with my NFL team. Talented football team, but they can't put it all together, and that falls on coaching. So, yeah, absolutely, this is Harbaugh's – this is a big game for Harbaugh. If he can get this, okay, you might look okay. And then maybe those NFL jobs start coming back to you, whatever that is. But, yeah, Notre Dame should win this game, and it shouldn't be – I don't think it's going to be a tough game for them. They should run the ball down their throats. That running game has come back for Notre Dame. 24-14, give me something like that. Even money, I'm surprised on that because just that is go with that. That is Ward's wager number one, and those are our picks for the night. To recap our eight picks, Drew's got the Bears, I got the Chargers. Drew's got the Eagles, I got the Bills. We both took the Niners, Texans, Green Bay, OSU, LSU, and Notre Dame. So we're pretty much agreeing on all but two games. Green Bay and Kansas City, our game of the week. Ward's wager number one, take Notre Dame, even, which is crazy to me. And let's move on to your next three. What do you got? Yeah, so I'm going to stay in college. All right. uh, I have the Texas Longhorns at TCU Horn Frogs, right there in the beautiful Fort Worth, not too not too far off the road from uh, Austin. I like uh, Texas, only minus one. Texas minus one in this game. Yeah. TCU. I'll take Texas. We'll jump to the NFL. Um, listen. Listen, the Lions, they're assholes. Right? <laughs> we lost last week, guys. We went 3-1. We lost the damn Lions again. I'm betting them again. Here's the reason. They're playing the Giants at Ford Field. Uh-huh. It's a spread six and a half. I think the Lions went by at least a touchdown. Um, if I lose this week at the Lions, I'll never bet them again. But I do feel really good about this Lions game this week. So that'll be the third. And the fourth and final one is – Denver's traveling to Indianapolis. Indianapolis is giving up four and a half. I like that. I like the way Jacoby Brissett's been playing. Um, Denver on the road. I mean, Joe Flacco's trash. I do like Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay, what they've done in the backfield. They just traded Manuel Sanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, they're selling. I like the Colts minus four and a half. So, just to recap those real quick, I'm going to take Notre Dame even. Michigan. We're going to go Texas minus one at TCU. Two NFL games, the Lions minus six and a half against the Giants. We'll take the Colts. Minus four and a half. Well, this damn solid picks. I, I like all four of those. And 
Did you see the uh, spread on the Browns Patriots game by any chance? It was, uh, I think it was 12 and a half when I saw that. 13 and a half when I looked at it last. So hopefully 12 and a half, it's moving up a little bit. Well, yeah. Um, I looked at that game too. Here's the deal with me I think Cleveland comes out at least looking okay. If they don't, then. We don't. We, we've already been on this podcast enough tonight because I've I've got us all over the place. But we can talk about the Browns and what the hell is going on there for a long time. So we, but, uh, I think it's important if the Browns get their head caved in this week. Are they sellers? At the, I mean, I guess they. Yeah, I mean, are they sellers at the? At the so we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. That's a good question, and I will say they are not sellers. They're still buyers. Two and five looks bad, but they've still got a victory in the division, and they can still look at eight and eight. But, yeah, I was just curious on your thoughts on that. That's a big spread, but an interesting stat I want to end the night with, and I sent this to you the other day. If the offense had never touched the field for the New England Patriots, they would still be three, three, and one on the season. That is how dominant that defense has been. It's going to stop. They're going to start playing some real teams here in the next couple weeks. Let's see if it does, and maybe the quarterbacks will stop seeing ghosts. And I hope, for my sake, it starts this week. And yeah, Me too. I Yeah, let's go Browns. Wanna, uh, let's go uh, Browns. Uh, let's have a great weekend of football. Let's have a great weekend for murder mystery parties or whatever you said the hell you were having. And murder mystery party. Everybody, thank you for listening. We were all over the place tonight, but we still stayed on track enough to get you a lot of information, a lot of fun. We are the Full Coverage Football Cast. I'm Jeremy Sumbro. That's my boy, Drew Ward. You guys have a great night. Drew, you have a great weekend. Enjoy some football. I'll talk to you later. Take care. Peace, y'all.